Hello, Revelation Wellness Podcast family. This is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor. And we want to take a moment to let you know that there is still time to sign up for a first ever Rev Wild Adventure Hikes. These hikes are a way to experience God's power, presence, and love for you through His creation. These hikes are very similar to our Rim to Him fundraiser hike that we have done for years, but a little bit more intimate, with only 13 to 15 hikers for each location. We have four different adventure hikes across the country to make them more accessible to you too this time. The locations include Oregon, South Dakota, Colorado, and Tennessee. You'll receive six weeks of training and coaching that will prepare you for these incredible one-day adventures. The new Rev Wild Adventure Hikes are a -a one-of-a-kind co-ed fundraising hike where you will experience more deeply that with God, all things are possible. Each of these hikes will take place on the same dates. So essentially, we're all hiking together. The hikes will take place on May 5th, through the 7th of 2022. To learn more, swipe up on the show notes. And now for the heart of why we are here. This is a Facebook teaching that Elisa did back in July, but it is so timely for right now. It's about the five truths and why you keep struggling with your body image and losing weight. Elisa's gonna break it down for us and it might not be what you think or what you're expecting, but I can promise you that there's a good word in here. We hope you enjoy today's show, peace. Are we ready? Let's go. Let's talk about five truths and why, whether you are struggling to lose weight or get healthy. You're like, it just isn't happening. You keep trying to do the thing you know to do. You want to stop obsessing. You want to stop neglecting your body. But as you're doing it, it's not changing and it feels very frustrating. You're just frustrated. All right, let me read this post that I made. Um, it says, if you know what to do and still struggle to do it, it's likely not self-control you lack. It's an overload of stress your body is holding. Chronic stress, ongoing stress, negatively affects the size, organization, and structure of your brain. You can have all the knowledge, but uh, you can have all the knowledge of God, but lack intimacy with the God of the word while in his word or out in your day trying to live out his word, we need intimacy. And intimacy with God requires less work, more presence. Uh-oh. If you want to make physical change, try starting with cutting the fat of busy. Stress will leave, peace will come. You'll know exactly what you need to do while having the energy and the time reserves to do it. Yeah, cortisol. Terry's hitting it. Cortisol. Ding, ding, ding. Cortisol. You guys, (laughs) you're stressed. You're stressed. I I talked last week about this and we just can't do a flyby on stress. I actually think I'm just, this is it. This is the battle for which I was born is your freedom. And the thing that keeps you from being free is how you partner with fear, shame, and guilt. How you continue to hang out in your limbic brain that is overloaded in stress. And so the cortisol keeps you stuck in the limbic brain in fight, flight, freeze. And so then we stay busy because we don't know how to rest. 
Every good work of God starts from rest. We were created on the sixth day. First five days, God sets the stage, gets it all ready for us. He prepares the nursery. Day six, he makes us. What are we, and he tells us what we're gonna do. You're gonna multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, take dominion. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Day seven, get to work? No. Day seven, let's rest. Let's rest. Okay, you know what you're gonna do? All right, let's rest. Come on. <laughs> I'm very sad that I don't have my bell. Probably, probably best. I might be banging that thing for the entire hour or 30 minutes. Before you go and start something new, make sure you're applying what you already know to do. And if you're having a hard time doing what you know to do, it's not the plan that needs changing. It's the state of being. It's your approach. It's your approach. Okay, so I'm not gonna expand upon that because I talked about it last week. Go, go scroll down and you can hear my teaching from last week about your nervous system. And, and, and we really aren't that rested. Remember, we have come through a, coming through a global pandemic. You guys, the swine flu, the black plague. Like there were things that people, we read it in our history book. We are now part of history. If you are here and breathing and hearing this message, God has chosen you to come to the other side. Your body, your story, your testimony will tell of a time. There was a global pandemic. Lots of people died. Lots of people grieved. People lost jobs. People lost homes. People lost family. Loss, loss, loss. Y'all, here's the thing. We don't live in the same type of stress. When we read in the Bible... In the early church, we read Paul, they are living with persecution. They are living with being thrown in prison. They're living with not only just the, the stress of, I don't know when my next meals come. The crops aren't coming in too good. Uh, we got a, a Roman um, ruler who is taking money from us, wants taxes. I don't know how we're going to pay. Like They had no legal rights like we do now here in America. See, we are in a land of the free. Not, well, let's not get into the debate of how free we are, but we do have, I have the liberty to stand here and talk about Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Lord Jesus, we are grateful. You have the, the right to speech. You have the right that if you don't like what something is happening, you get to you use your feet and your body and go out and say, no, I say no. <laughs> Where in other places you'd be shot. Come on. That, and that's stress. And that's what Paul and them are living with in their time. Our stress now, what we do is we tend to punt on it and we go, I'm just going to numb. I'm going to numb out or I'm going to take control. <clears throat> Fight, flight, freeze. Right? We don't know what to do with our unsettled heart. And so we look to other things to try and take control or numb out. Either way, whether we take control and try to do the thing we want to do or just passively forget about it, it's all coming from cortisol. And if there's cortisol and that stress response in us, we will not be able to build anything that lasts. You're going to build a barn and tear it down, build a barn and tear it down, build a barn and tear it down. Okay, so let's talk about what to do. Because a big question that came over uh, in my, in my um, Instagram yesterday or after I posted that was, you know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Okay, this is me, Elisa. You, you put your, your finger on it. Help me. What do I do? Well, first of all, I encourage instructor training. That's all I'm going to say about that because you need time. 
That's a big deal, right? Everyone's like, tell me what to do. I'm going to go do it. Really? And then it's kind of this, this humming, hurry, tell me, tell me what to do and I'll go do it. And then we want it to happen really fast. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen that fast. The Lord is patient and kind. He's long suffering. He is slow to wrath and anger so that none would suffer. Like he's not going to impose upon you more things to cause you stress. He's saying in your belief of me, enter my rest. Come, there still stands for you a rest because you have belief. So let's get practical. Like, okay, I'm stressed out. <laughs> yep. I feel stressed. I don't feel rest about it. You know, what really will stress you out is a diet. That'll stress you out. <laughs> you feel that y'all. And I know this, I have a former a fitness competitor. Oh my gosh. When it was time to start cutting my diet, I was so stressed out about it. I hated it. I was angry. I was cranky. I was mad. It doesn't work. I mean, actually it works. I got the pictures to prove it. I'm not that, I wasn't that person the next morning. Wow. I wasn't the person the next morning. I had a drink of water. I had some water and I had some sushi and I was blown up because my body was so tired and like needing nourishment. There's nothing restful about those type of extreme measures and competitions. Even your best world athletes, they'll never be that condition. I was watching the Phoenix Suns go Suns the other night. I was watching them. I mean, I'm looking at these basketball players, right? And they're just so fit. Wait in 10 years from now, go look at Michael Jordan. Now they're not in the same condition and, and that's appropriate. You're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to always live at that high level. And we need to know everything for us every day, every thought, every feeling, and every choice we make must start from rest. If it doesn't, you will perpetuate. You might lose the weight. You might have the good plan and it might work for a bit, but when life hits the fan and you don't know how to let the death of Christ in your body lead to the life, like you don't know how to process, receive, rest, and rest and repentance is your strength. That's what it says in Isaiah quietness and trust and rest and repentance is your, as it in rest and repentance is your strength and quietness and trust is your salvation or it might be switched there. Isaiah 30, 15. Someone can put it in the chat. Rest and repentance. Everything starts from rest. Six days we're made. Day seven, let's rest. I don't think the time we've come through has strengthened us in rest. Anyone? Has the last 16 months strengthened you in your ability to rest? No. All it has done is highlight we need some rest. When, when we first went into the pandemic, remember, everyone was so excited because finally we thought, oh, I'm going to get some rest. And actually, we saw it happen. I saw, I don't see it anymore. I, the first week or three, two weeks, three weeks of the pandemic, I, where I'm living, where I live right now, I literally am in a loop um, at the top of kind of a hill. And so people do this loop. I saw people out walking, baby carriages, tricycles, like everyone was out moving their body, not like working. They're just going out for a walk. They had some time like, ah, oh, it's kind of nice, right? We thought maybe it'll last two weeks. Isn't that funny? But we were, a lot of us, a lot of people are like, okay, we're going to get some rest. We're going to get some rest. A couple weeks, we'll take a break. I'm going to write the book or whatever it is. And we entered, but then it kept 
going and going and going, you know what? I don't see the people outside walking anymore. I don't see it. Well, one, it's 190 degrees outside, but even when it was nice, I don't see as many people because we're so prone to, we, we don't know what to do if we do nothing. We don't know what to do if we're doing nothing. Okay, so before I get into the five truths, in other words, I'm going to ask you five questions to then kind of reset yourself into how to approach, how to approach your weight loss. If it is weight loss you need, and that's the first thing I'm going to ask. Are you sure you need it? Is there health conditions? Is there some proof? Is there proof or evidence of why you need it? Because I think that's another thing we got to get clear with. We have these expectations of what we think our body should be. That's not the world throwing rest at us. It's the world throwing a yoke at us saying, you are 50 years old. Look at her. She's 50. You should look better for 50. What? Who said that? So my first question to you, this is, this is just the, the why, and then we'll get to the, the, the five truths. But here's the, the one why. You have to ask this question. Am I doing this? Am I, whatever I'm wanting, the, the physical change or the thing, and again, this can apply to a lot of stuff, but am I doing this in my identity? Is this starting because of who I am? Who I am as a child of God, uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made, that I am God's workmanship created for good works. The word workmanship is poema, and it also means prototype. There is no before or after person like you in the history of the world. You, you have to begin with, okay, I'm going to make this change, but am I doing this out of my identity of who I am as a child of God? They will marry each other. The motive and identity of Christ, the identity you have in Christ and a motive of Christ, they will match each other. It'll be like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's consider this. But if your motive is not, if it's not, I'm, I'm really trying to be who I was 10 years ago, or I'm trying to be who she is. I, I want to be that. I saw that on Instagram and man, they look so good. Come on, come on. We get really topsy-turvy, and that is stress. That is not good for your brain. <laughs> What's good for your brain is knowing who you are. This reflection and acceptance of this is a good body. This is good. God is good. It's good. In the beginning, God created, and he said, this is very good. Okay. So if we can start there from the identity of I'm already good, I don't have to work for good, then at least we know we're not going to try to ignore. And I've got some things that I've been neglecting about my body or I've been obsessing about my body. I've been hard on my body. I'm constantly obsessing about it or I've been neglecting it because both of those are neither a thing a child of God would do. A child of God goes, oh, I got a body. This is, it's amazing. Okay. All right. I have an identity and I've been placed that identity, the soul of who I am is inside this body. How do I get these two to coexist? And the first thing it's going to start with rest. Identity is everything. So you have to, have to, have to, you're not trying to do it. So you have to get honest about it. Whose identity, who am I, who am I in doing this? Am I coming at it as a child of God? That is your why. 
Because if my child isn't well, of course I want to help them to be well. So if God knows you're not well, but in another question is, did someone tell you you're not well? Who told you? Who told you you're not? Who told you you're too fat? Who told you? The lies start to have to come off the scaffolding so we can come back to, I'm loved. I'm safe. I belong. Then in the belonging and knowing we're loved by God, that's a resting place. That's a come on into the bosom, hang out with God, be here, be cared for and nourished. That place now, our behavior begins to bloom from the belonging. We know who we are. We know whose we are. We know who we are. Then the behavior, if the behavior needs to change, we have a motivation. We're the child of God. So my thighs are not going to look like that. And the minute you try to go, oh, I really wish my thighs, we don't do that anymore. That, that's not what a child of God or a child of God does. The child of God stays in the identity of who they are as a son or daughter of God and then the access they have to all the things of the kingdom. Okay, so that's your why. That's, that's your why. As a child of God, at least why do you want to get well? Because I'm a child of God and I'm not doing too well. Is this making sense? So where do I start? Second, okay, now the five truths. So these are the questions to ask yourself. That was the big one. That's the why. That's the mama. That's start there. Then your first question to ask yourself as a truth, so you can find the truth, is, okay, what do you want to change? Like, this is the conversation the Lord's having with you. You're like, I'm a daughter. I'm going to talk to God about these things. Okay, first thing he's going to say is, what, what do you want to change? What do you want to change? Okay. Um, well, I don't know. You got, you got to list it out. I don't know what it is. Uh, for me, it could be, I'm going I'm to shoot for my own life. I'm 50 years old. Menopause. Big, it, it's a real thing. <laughs> real thing. My body is nowhere the same as it was when I was 21 or 23 years old. It's just not. And so um, middle age, uh, middle parts. There can be a spread that kind of happens. My waist is a little wider than I was in my 20s. Or I haven't done anything drastically different. I've just lived. I've enjoyed my life. I can start to go, well, you know, you have had a little more uh, sweets here and there. I'm 50. I've lived a lot more. I'm, see, I'm already starting to battle the lie because I'm, I'm already, my mind is already sharp with the things of rest and who God is. But I could start to say, you know, I've been having a lot more sugar. I, all the things... Okay. And so I could say, God, I really want, I just feel kind of thick and not, you know, I just don't, I see that curve in my belly. It's this little bump that never used to be there. All right. I'm just having that honest. What, what do you want to change, Elisa? Well, that right there. But see, some of you have legit things like, I want to, I want to be able to walk around the block. I want to be able to walk to the end of the block to get my mail. Uh, I want to be able to play on the playground with my kids. I want to get in the pool and swim. I I don't want to be so winded. I want more energy during the day. And I'm telling you that when that, keep following that. We'll keep following that with that. So whatever it is, are you asking your question? What do you want to change? Okay. So mine already starts to fall apart. <laughs> mine falls apart because it's still like, uh, I really can't go much further. I'm already like, well, gosh, could I change it? Sure. What cost? Oh, 
stupid. I don't want, I'm going to continue to be mindful. My body is going to change as I get older. I'm going to take care of it, not neglect it. I'm not going to obsess and abuse it. So my argument starts to break down. But now if I wanted to say, I want to change my, um, I want to change my nature towards my husband. I want to be kinder towards him. What do you want to change, Lisa? I want to change my attitude. You know what the Lord goes? Okay, <laughs> let's talk, right? Because we're so busy looking at the outside and the Lord's like, I want to talk about your heart. But he'll talk about your art outside as long as he can get to your heart. Come on, I'm preaching. Okay, question. So what do you want to change? Okay, you got your thing. I got my thing. I'm going to go with my husband thing. Let me let's see how far I can do this. Uh, next question, your second truth is... Why? Why do you want to change it? What do you want to change? Why do you want to change it? Okay, is everyone working this out? You should save this teaching. You know what? Share this teaching right now. Just hit share. And if you share it, you'll be able to find it, save it. Why, why do you want to change? Okay, so if I have a good argument, or if I have something it's still working and it's rooted in I'm a child of God, okay, we can still work on that from rest. And so for me, why would I want to change my, my uh, attitude towards my husband? Because it just feels better. It just feels better. It's fun. It's a, lot more, it's a lot more fun to be nice than to be crabby or short-tempered, right? So why do you want to change? It just feels better. You're made for that, by the way. You know that, right? You know when you're doing the right thing, you know, that feels good. And right begets right, begets right, begets right. Wrong begets wrong, begets wrong, begets wrong. So as we do one right thing, it starts to accumulate and add and compound. So second question is, why do you want to change? The third question, I'm at, know your bend. Know your bend. And this one kind of goes towards the fitness side, the physical side. Do you tend to obsess or neglect? Which one do you tend to do? If it's a character thing, like I want to be nicer with my husband, that's, that's a, I tend to neglect that. <laughs> I tend to neglect him. I tend to take him for granted. I tend to go into that side more. And so you got to know when it comes to your body too, which way do you tend to modulate or go towards? Right? And then here's the cool thing. Then the Lord goes, switch it. Switch it. So, if I tend to neglect my husband, maybe I should not upset. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to think about him a little bit more. I'm going to set a timer on my watch or my clock to just send him a little text or something sweet. I'm going to make sure we make some time this week to go and connect. I'm going to focus on it, obsess him. I'm going to think about it a little bit more. If you're constantly thinking about your body all the time, you're obsessing, you're obsessed. You've been doing all the plans. You've been trying this and trying that. And you know, you know, I'm a fitness teacher, gospel preacher. I should be in better shape. You're obsessing about it. The Lord goes, switch it. Rest, do nothing, stop, neglect it. Let it starve a bit. Ooh, that's a hard one. Ooh, that's a hard one. But you said you want to start from rest. I'm trying to reset your sympathetic nervous system. And if you're someone, because I had this in my DMs yesterday, someone said, you know, I think I rest. I, I would call myself a person rest, but now I think it's laziness. So she's like, yeah, I don't, do, I'm, I'm, 
I'm chill. <laughs> I'm chill. I don't mean, but my health isn't good. What does that mean? That's code for I neglect. So if you neglect, switch it. <laughs> what can we do to put this before yourself to think about it once a day? A little, not get, don't get really big about it, but switch it. Switch it. Turn the switch in the other direction. If you want to reestablish rest. Now see, again, rest for the people that do nothing actually means let's go for a walk. <laughs> let's do a little something. Not because you're trying to earn the favor of God, but you already have it. Tap into him. Get more obsessed with him. Get more thinking about him. Go in that direction. That's your third question is you got to know your bend. Your fourth truth, this is, this is a practical one, is that you are going to switch on your rest and digest. Or how will I switch on my rest and digest? And I kind of just said that. For the people that do nothing and neglect to switch on, rest isn't neglect. Rest isn't sleep. Rest isn't unconsciousness. Rest is a state of confidence and being and trust of who God is and that he is building something inside of me. Now, the confidence that I have in God will also lead me to a new behavior. That God is building something in me. I'm going to partner with him. So you will switch on your rest and digest by that switch it. Switch it. So if you're someone, I just kind of said it earlier. I guess I jumped ahead. If you're someone who obsesses all the time, I'm telling you, he's asking you to turn it off. Maybe you're going to spend a week Try a week. It's a fast. It's like, oh, I'm going to not do what I usually do. Meaning maybe you're just going to go for a walk. Maybe you're just going to walk for one week and all your fear things are going to light up. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. No, that's not rest. And that's actually showing you that you have a lot of cortisol in you. You've got a lot of stress around your weight loss. You got a lot of stress connected to your body and it is actually backfiring and boomeranging on you. It's not bringing change. And if you're someone who doesn't do anything, you don't, you don't tend to crush it. Then you've got to get up and do a little something or you'll see no change. And it comes from a state of confidence that rest is not in opposition to work. We work from rest. So if you're someone that's been hibernating, you're going to do a little bit of work. You're going to begin to move. Go for a walk. And that'll lead me to my next question. If you're someone who's always going, 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 so worried about it, then pull the plug and do something so opposite. I know, I know, you, want, I know you wanted the food to eat or the, <laughs> the exercise to do that will still help you lose weight. Like, it's not about the weight. It's about the state of your being. Freestyle Health and Wellness says, I have so much stress even though I am trying to rest. Can't figure out how to get out of my business page into person. Oh, okay, you're fine. So much stress though, uh, uh, even uh, though I'm trying to rest. Yeah, I'm going to get real practical here because I'm going to list out some actual practical things we can do. I'm trying to get our, our, our intention right, our, our motivation, our truths from our why. Uh, your fifth thing, what's one simple thing I can do to change. 
What's the one simple thing? Start with one thing, not many things. So if you're the obsessor, you're going all the time, you're doing all the thing. Um, maybe for you, the one simple thing is I'm going to start stretching 10, 15 minutes at the end of every time I move my body. I'm going to, I'm going to establish more rhythms of rest. And for some of you, if you have adrenal fatigue and you will know it because you're exhausted, you're tired, your body aches, you feel like you'd feel like you have a spiritual and physical temperature on the inside of you, that could be adrenal fatigue. And you've got to get real adamant about rest. Like you've got to, you got to pull the plug and be like, I'm just going to stretch for four weeks. You have to literally let your adrenals reset. Cortisol has flooded your nervous system so much that <clears throat> it's backfiring and it's not going to do it. You cannot, if you need to lose weight, and I mean, when I say that word, you got to better check yourself. Why? Go back to why? Not because someone else said you could and someone, your sister lost 10 pounds and did it like, no. But if you really need to lose weight, because there are people that do, you will not lose it in the presence of cortisol and stress. You won't. You won't. You might, you might short circuit it. You might find some hacks, but it's not a lifestyle you can live because how you lose it is how you live it. And if you lose it from with a base and foundation of rest, you can build on that. You can live from that. And your body is going to change. Stop trying. It is wicked to try and make your body hold one look in time. Can I get an amen? It's wicked. Come on. Stop obsessing about the body. Stop. Oh my God. Like we're so focused on it. And I don't think we're going to stop being focused because we have so much information. Some of you need to stop scrolling. <laughs> stop all the doing all the time. Okay. Um, now let's talk about some practical things to, <clears throat> to address rest in your life, to create margin in your life. That this, these are the questions, the five truths and the why you better do. You got to do those to help, you know, get a little plan going, get some action going of building on rest. But here's, here's a big thing. Um, our environment that we're living in this phone thing this phone, you guys, it's like we have a Swiss army knife in our hand all the time, whatever you need. <laughs> I need a spoon. I got a fork. I got a, a, a lighter. I have like, everything is like right there. And we're constantly going to this and we have no space in our brain. And your body is talking to your brain and your brain is talking to your body. And if you have no space in your day where you can just have margin, white space, quiet. It doesn't have to be long, <laughs> just quiet. You're going to be intentional about it. That is really important. If you can just look for that, you can actually start to reset your nervous system. You can do this. You can reset your nervous system to one of rest. If you've been on diet after diet and scroll after scroll and Google after Google and Facebook, like you're con it, you're, it's not working. And that's the mercy of God. He doesn't want it to work for you because it's actually killing you. So rest. You got to find more space. Everyone, inhale for the count of four. One, hold. Exhale, 
Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale, big, 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 big. Hold it, hold more, more breath. Hold it. Now exhale really long and slow. Go. Okay, why did I do that? Is it, is it, a, is the breath actually, uh, is, is the breath save you or does Jesus save you? Jesus saves you. But the breath, it's, it's a, a tangible, embodied reminder to my state. And I'm convinced nobody made a worse decision because they took time to breathe. It's the breath of God that blew into us that gave us life. We get so busy running and trying to lose weight and do the thing, we stop breathing. Where there's no breath, there's no life. And you can be living dying. You can be living dying. Like, and actually, we are the living dying, according to Romans 12, that we are living sacrifices. But you know, you can be alive and like literally just be dead, like have nothing in you. But when we breathe, life, life comes in. Okay, so breathing, when you take a deep breath, it tells your parasympathetic nervous system to turn on. You are ejecting the parachute. This is really practical. If you wanna, before you choose to do the next program or do the diet or do the thing, or even before you're gonna choose to work out or do the hard thing, take a minute and come in on rest. <laughs> Parachute in on rest so that your parasympathetic nervous system is fired up. Other things you can do to fire up your nervous system of rest and digest, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. Here's some fun ones. Ready? And again, these are all just little things. These are little things you can do to support the big questions we just asked. The little thing is cold exposure. Ooh which means um, taking cold showers or just like a cold plunge or shower at the very end, turn your shower. I know that doesn't sound very fun, but it actually is, has been proven to help calm your parasympathetic nerves. And there's a whole guy out there named Iceman. You can look him up on YouTube. He submerges himself in ice water to the point he is so mentally like of rest that they have actually, they have injected him with live E. coli and he breathes and keeps himself in a state of rest that his nervous system is able to fight off the E. coli and he never gets sick. I'm just saying there's something there to having a rooted state of rest because what's the, uh, what interferes with rest? Fear, shame, guilt, fear, shame, guilt, fear, shame, guilt. Nope. He's like, nope, rest. It's really, it's pretty powerful to watch. Um, but he submerges himself in like ice water all the time. This is not my favorite one to do, but I do do it from time to time. Just being honest with you. Some of you will love it. I've known some men that have done this that have, um, they struggle with pornography or, or temptation in that way. <laughs> they, 
the cold shower thing, it's a legit thing. It's like, okay, you're fired up. You're, you're getting tempted in something that's heating up the passions of your flesh. <sighs> Get the parasympathetic in here. Get the shower going. Take a cold one. Um, next thing that can fire up your parasympathetic, you ready? So you're stressed. You're thinking about how fat you are, or you're thinking about how whatever, uh, the, the weight loss isn't coming, whatever it is. Ready? Sing. Ah, sing. Singing. Singing. And that's so crazy. And I'm like, oh, doesn't that make sense? And we show up to church and we, when we sing first, it's like we're preparing ourselves. We're preparing our hearts to hear the message. We're, we're, we're bringing in the parachute. Because nobody can receive a message uh, running like this. Like it's got to be one of rest. When we sing, singing, so put on a good song and sing. Sing it out loud. Yeah, Roberta, sing. Singing turns on your rest system. And it's so connected to who we are as worshipers and the identity we have in Christ. Um, Does it matter what you sing? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Like if you're going to sing words that are like kick, you know, hurt people or whatever, I would say that would start to, uh, that contradicts, right? You would want it to be uplifting, something inspiring, something encouraging, something that really gets you to put on your supernatural Holy Spirit cape and go, it's going to work out just fine. This is going to be great. Another thing is massage. You guys, this is really true. I'm running out of time. I so always, you know, I'm teaching at my church this weekend. If you're in Phoenix, Arizona, come to New City. I get to uh, teach the sermon this, this Sunday. I'm super excited. But they're giving me 30 minutes. Pray for me. I'm like, okay. I have so much to say. I have so much to say when it comes to this. I just feel like there's just not enough talked about. Um, I got one of those percussion guns. You know, you've seen them around. They're not cheap. But you can get some less expensive ones uh, on Amazon. Or, you know, when people get a massage and they do this thing, I don't usually like that. And I don't usually like percussions. I'd rather have kneading, which any type of massage does bring up the parasympathetic nervous system. Right, Glay? Um, But that percussion, last night, my husband, uh, we have a Theragun and I was using it. I've been using it every night before before I go to bed because I just felt like I asked the Lord about some things and my body is aching and what I need to do and um, you know, what things can I do? And one of it was before you go to bed, you're going to just run the percussion. So I did it last night. And as I was doing it, I could feel myself shifting. I'd never really noticed it before. And I, I didn't know that percussions would do that. So when I went to bed, uh, before I went to bed, I Googled percussions and parasympathetic nervous system apps and hundred percent. They totally, yep. That percussion um, rings up the, the rest and digest. It's a great way to go to bed. My book is The Wellness Revelation. You can get it on Amazon. Last two things and I'm out of here. Socializing, laughing, and, and look at that. You wonder why we're stressed. Come on. <laughs> Come on in here. Let's talk about this. We haven't been together. We haven't been with people. We haven't laughed. You guys, I miss retreat in person so much. I miss it so much. We laugh until we pee our pants. We cry because we're sad and then we dance and we sweat and we eat and we talk. And it is like just 
talk about a vaccine for all sickness and disease. It just comes online. We become people of rest who then can work from rest. We're using our sympathetic nervous system appropriately. We're working our parasympathetic nervous system. Our minds are being renewed with new information. We literally leave as new people. Socializing. We got to get back into groups, real groups. So we got to get out of this. We're going to get out of this here. I'm going to see you. Indiana. I'm coming to Rev on the Road. If you're anywhere near Indiana in September, I'm going to be in person and we'll do this stuff together. Finally, stretching. And this isn't all. You can probably go look up, look up ways to stimulate my parasympathetic nervous system, ways to reset my nervous system. There's a lot of, these are not the only things, but everything will be consistent with rest. Have more fun. Don't take life so seriously. Don't work out, work out, work out, and then you don't stretch. <laughs> Reminding yourself that you leave margin for yourself. Okay, I'm gonna pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this time. Thank you. Huh, just thank you. <laughs> Lord, help me this weekend to make the most of 30 minutes because <laughs> I have so much to say. Oh my goodness, thank you for this community. Thank you for people that uh, they are showing up with their bodies um, in the, the conditions they are, and they are choosing a new way. God, empower them with a new way. I bind up the enemy and how he tries to use all the voices and tactics and visuals and things to get us to stress out over our bodies or our circumstances. Prince of Peace, be crowned here in our bodies and in our midst. We love you and we thank you. Bring healing to bones, muscles, circulatory systems, nervous tissue or nerves, our nervous system, all the systems of the body. We say go, God. All systems go in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>